Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I'm going to welcome Sharonda L. Barksdale to the show, and before I bring her on, I just want to give another quick shout-out to the 50th podcast episode I did a couple weeks ago on June 2nd. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, please do, because it goes over everything that I have learned from my guests over my first year in this podcast of how to get out of your own damn way, and it just has such great, juicy information. So I invite you to go look at that. You can look it up on iTunes at Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Podcast or go to my website at www.krylyn.com slash podcast. But today we're welcoming Sharonda to the show, and before I bring her on, let me just tell you a little bit more about her. She is the vision Specialist, the co-founder of Unlimited Love and Life Coaching, LLC, where they are taking a holistic approach to breaking the barriers of love and life. She is also a life empowerment coach, author, and professional speaker, as well as the co-host of the blog talk radio show, Love Unlimited, Relationship Coaching with Kim and Sharonda. Sharonda specializes in stress management, time management, relationship coaching, motivation, and spiritual and personal growth. She has two associate's degrees, one in business administration and the other one in sociology. She also has a bachelor's degree in counseling and human services. Sharonda was certified as a life coach through Where Miracles Happen Life Coach Training Program by Dr. Carolyn Porter. After being strengthened through many traumatic life experiences, From homelessness to her one-year-old suffering a traumatic brain injury, Sharonda uses her strengths to encourage others to be empowered by their pain. Sharonda's mission in life is to empower women to establish their vision for their life, eliminate any mindsets that may hinder their growth, and learn the necessary skills to lead a focused and passion-driven life. Her favorite quote is by Margaret Thatcher and says, Being powerful is like being a lady. If you have to say you are, you aren't. So wonderful. Welcome, Sharonda, to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Yes, and I I love the fact sometimes we'll kind of look and see how we know each other. I see that we connected through a wonderful um, speakers association group online, and that's such a wonderful group of women (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is. I love that group. Oh, my goodness. I learned so much because I love speaking. I was raised speaking. I competed in oratorical contests. So when uh-huh. I found that group, I was like, ah, I found my people. Wonderful. Oh, that's so wonderful. You know, and we were talking a little bit pre-show about um, about some other things. And, and I just want to say my sister also was um, a debater and in in the oral stuff. I don't even remember what yes. it was called, but she did fantastic as well. So I know of what yes. you speak. It's yes, yes. <laughs> definitely <love> it. <laughs> a tribe. Yes. So, oh, my gosh. So I'm so glad to have you on. And I want to learn more Thank about you. your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Well, you know, I going growing up, I had been through so many things. I had 
especially sexual abuse. That was something mm-hmm. that seemed to recur growing up. Mm-hmm. But when I got older, I realized that I felt like a victim. Mm-hmm. So everything was, I was hurt. I was hurt. Me, me, me. My life is like this because this person did this to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I started understanding, wait a minute. If you sit around blaming people all the time, you're never going to be able to get what you want to have out of life. Mm-hmm. So there's, you have to get past your own pain yeah. in order to have what you want. You know, pain can really be very debilitating at times. And so I decided um, I'm going to try to learn to live boldly. I want to live boldly. I want to have what I want for life. What is that vision? What is the vision that I have for my life, and how do I go about getting it? Mm-hmm. So that's how I began to learn how to get out of my own damn way. Well, that sounds like a very good start. And and how many people can relate, no matter what they've been through um, right. in their past, to pain being debilitating and blaming people for our circumstances? Uh, oh, my goodness. That's one of the <laughs> biggest things as a life coach I hear. Yeah. It's usually this person hurt me, my mother didn't do this for me, my husband was so awful. You know, they have different things. And it's not saying that the pain isn't valid. Right. It's not saying that it isn't real to be hurt by someone. That is real. But you can't allow it to be the thing that stops you from going forward in life. It just can't mm-hmm. be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you can, and then you get all right. the things that we see coming in our door. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I get the phone calls. You're right. <laughs> yes, yes. I, yeah. And I was just telling, uh, I had kind of a um, an emotional roller coaster of a day yesterday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Talking to my accountability partner about, I'm like, it's really exhausting having no clarity. <laughs> like, I forgot. Yes. <laughs> Being stuck is really exhausting. It's much more better to be energized and passionate and following that. Yes, that is the absolute truth, which is why I decided to specialize in vision because I realized with the vision board, when I first created it, I was thinking, uh, you know, everybody's talking about vision boards, whatever. I'll go ahead and try it. You know, it seemed a little corny to me, but I was like, let's go ahead and try something different. But within six months of completing it, I had already completed three things on that vision board. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's that thing. That's the tool that I can use to have a visual depiction of what I want my life to look like, but to look at it daily and to still have an emotional connection to those things that are on Mm -hmm. my vision board. So it's not just about creating the board, but you have to have an emotional connection and you look at it daily like, oh, my God, I really have to have this. I really have to have this. And you just learn how to build up the excitement, and it makes you go forward in taking the steps to making those things come to fruition. And you you also raise your vibration so those things are attracted to you. Because I know vision yes. boards, yes, you're right. Like when The Secret came out so many years ago, everyone was so yes. gung-ho about vision boards, but they didn't have that. The, the other steps to it, which are the right. attaching emotion and action. Like when when exactly. the universe puts something in your path and it's an opportunity and you don't take it, and then you're right. like, why am I not getting what I want? That's right. right. <laughs> exactly. My last empowerment call, that's what I talked about. My The call, the topic was, but I already have a vision board, because I've heard that so many times. Uh-huh. But I already have a vision board. It didn't work. Well, you can't just make the vision board. <laughs> you know, it, it's a... A reminder, it's, I always tell people, it's like when you're driving down the street and you see the hot donuts light on Krispy Kreme, <laughs> and you see that sign, and it's lit. It makes you all of a sudden say, oh, my God, I want a hot donut. And you find yourself going in the direction of Krispy Kreme donuts. Well, it's the same thing for the vision board. It's to give you direction, and it gives you momentum. It gives you something to go forward in. It's like, okay, I know what direction I'm headed in. And then when things come in your life that hinder 
that direction, you know, the flat tire, the illness, the things that come in, you, you already have momentum because you've already started the vision board. So you may slow down a bit, but you don't stop. So that's why I love vision boards so much. So vision boards are really like a spiritual Krispy Kreme. Yes. All right, I got it. I'm good. I love it. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. That's perfect. Well, and you know, and I know you just gave like a little snapshot, but it's just like we can so take off from that. We all have something in our past, or shall I say, many things, right? From growing up, or even young adulthood, or current circumstances that that allow us to choose whether we are going to play the victim. And and I like what you said about you know it doesn't invalidate our pain because right. we do need to deal with that as well. It was Absolutely. interesting. So I love how everything kind of fits in because last week's guest was also talking about um, suffering and, and what we can learn from that. So it's like, oh, this is kind of like the next yes. step. It's really cool how yes. that works out. So Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so tell, tell us more about some of the things that, that you've learned and through your journey of, of pain and, and growth. Okay, well, one of the things I truly had to address was my thought life. What the, what I, was, I had to think about what I'm thinking about. I had to really mm-hmm. start considering what am I mulling over every single day. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. I can't really do this. I don't have enough money. You know, that's one of the things that people have to do to get out of their own damn way is start eliminating excuses. Mm-hmm. We come up with so many things that, once again, seem very valid because, really, you may not have any money in the bank account. Okay, mm-hmm. that right. may be true. But taking the first step opens doors. The, the longer you sit there not doing anything, nothing happens. You know? Right, right. I, um, back in 2013, I shared a story with many people when I do speaking engagements. My son was abused by a daycare provider. Mm-hmm. A few weeks before that, I had just gotten a promotion on my job. Oh, my gosh. It was the best position to have, especially having a young child. He was mm-hmm. one-year-old at the time, and I had flexible hours. I had a wonderful supervisor. Everything was going great. And I was like, oh, finally, the breakthrough. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur one day. But when you have a young child, you're like, no, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to take care of the child. So I was focused on the corporate setting. Well, after he was abused, he suffered really bad injuries. They didn't know if he was going to live. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, throughout the process, thankfully, he survived. He did really, really well. Mm-hmm. However, I had quit my job to take care of him, so I was no longer working. So I said, okay, what is what am I going to do now? What what is it that I let me excuse me? This was my opportunity to live my passion. That's what I felt like at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what am I going to do right now? Well, I know that I like helping people because that's what all my friends call me for, helping them get out of their own damn way, basically. Right. <laughs> well, you know, when they have issues with their relationships and things like that, I already had this bachelor's degree in counseling and human services, but I wasn't using it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, let me figure out what can I do. So then I began to research life coaching, and then I went and got certified as a life coach. And I began to write books, and I realized during that time, I already had established what it meant to pursue in spite of my circumstances. I didn't have a dime when I wrote my first book. Mm-hmm. Not one dime. But I was like, at least let me start writing. So as I started writing, then all of a sudden someone came to me and was like, you know you could publish it, you do self-publishing. I was like, wow, yeah, you can go to Create Space, and you can self-published. I'm like, wow, okay. So I went, got my book edited and everything, and I published my first book without any money. And I so I started understanding these excuses. Uh, no, we can't have those. We got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's 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 amazing what happens when we eliminate that. And I think we make it so difficult um, as far as, yes. and especially for those of us, which I know many of my audience were online, we get bombarded with ads and, you know, you need this, you need this in bright blinking Yay. neon lights. <clears throat> and, you know, it creates this like, well, I can't do this unless I hire this person or buy this program or buy this product. or And, and the thing is that... It, you know, and I don't want to say don't hire a coach because you and I are both coaches, but but it, you don't have to. Like it's like what I like to teach people is you know to create your own support system that may or may not include hiring someone right now. It may not be the right timing. It may not be the right fit. Um, but we do need to create the circumstances around us to be successful, and that includes support. And and I'm actually working on creating um, part of my, my signature program right now is about not only dealing with external support but the internal support that we need to have in yeah. place in order to um, bump it up and, and, and step yeah. into our greatness like that. Absolutely. That's funny because I'm actually in the process of creating my signature Ooh. as well. <laughs> I'm creating because I already do it with my clients on right. a one-on-one right. basis. My Living Your Vision program is a 12-week program that I do with my clients. However, I was like, I want to put it in an audio form, in a workbook mm-hmm. form, so that people can download it or they can purchase the workbook. Because there are some people who can work independently. They yes. don't necessarily need the coach right there in front of them, you know, holding them accountable to what they're supposed to be doing each week. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure people had access to that. Not everyone needs coaches, and I'm okay with that as well. You know, right. not everyone. There are just some people who say, you know what, this is what I want to do, and they do it. That's just it. That's, I so admire those people. <laughs> they just go ahead <laughs> and they do it, and it's done. For me, I had to learn to overcome the excuses, mm-hmm. coming up with all the reasons of why I cannot do something, or just, again, the thought life, the pain, the frustrations, the things that I had been through, I just felt very weighted by it all. So I had to find that support system. I had to find people who I could talk to. I've gone and seen counselors, you know, to help me with the anxiety that I had been dealing with, some depression mm-hmm. I've been dealing with. And I refer my clients to counselors as well if I find that they have, it seems more like depression than a right. temporary situation. Right. I go ahead and refer them out. But I think we definitely need that support system, however it may be, whatever works best for you. And not every coach is for you. I heard you say that, and I totally agree with that oh, with your totally. podcast. I listen to. <laughs> you know, yes. Find the one that I, even when I do my first consultation with you, it's free because I want to make sure we're a good fit. I'm not going to just mm-hmm. take your money. That's right. I think a reasonable coach who works with integrity is going to make sure that they can work with you because not everyone is for everyone. It's true. It is so true. And that's why um, it's so funny. Like, I never know how these conversations are going to end up, Sharon. It's just hilarious. But, what you know, I'm coming to, like, this whole thing of, of um, I'm more of a collaborator. I don't feel like I'm in competition yeah. with people. Yeah. I mean, certainly the gremlins come up every once in a while about, I call it the comparisonitis <laughs> that we sometimes get. When we're like, Absolutely. oh, my gosh, I wish that I were doing that. Um, yeah. But but the thing is that, you know, someone is going to respond to my story in a different way than yeah. they respond to your story. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with either of that. And that's why there's enough to go around. There's there's yeah. this abundance. And yeah. and we need to understand that mm-hmm. we when we are 
raising our vibration. And I love that this kind of all fits together with like the vision board and attaching emotion to it. And then we're raising our vibration to attract the perfect teacher or the perfect coach or the perfect support system. Absolutely. I wish people understood how much energy plays a part in their vision for their life. What is it that I desire? Because the more you focus on what it is you desire, the more you are going to attract those things. I have encountered, I I wouldn't even have imagined all the people that I've encountered just by starting a business. Mm -hmm. I had no idea, (laughs) but because I was so determined to help people get to where they need to be, all of a sudden I started meeting people who had radio shows and Mm -hmm. podcasts and Mm -hmm. people who were having conferences (laughs) and people who were speaking engagements, and they were like, we'd love for you to come speak, or we'd love for you to be on the show, and I'm like, Wow. Well, you, have to be, you have to be so mindful of your energy because if you're in a negative space, you'll draw negative things and negative yes. people. You know, it's so interesting you say that, too. As you were talking, I was thinking about where I was about a year and a half ago when I was just yes. um, fleshing out my new brand, Get Out of Your Own Damn Way. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what kind of podcast am I going to put together for this particular thing? Because I knew I wanted to do a podcast. Um, but then I came across the group that you and I had met in, the Women's Speakers yes. Association, and <clears throat> I had a goal of 24 speaking engagements for 2015. Wow. And because of me just desiring it so much and yes. taking action, I had those first 24 speaking engagements within the first quarter. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) now what? Now what do I want for myself? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or damn, I came to the conclusion, I'm like, I'm a really good manifester. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Isn't it amazing? And you say something key, though, taking action. So Mm -hmm. often we don't take the steps to get in the direction that we're going. We see stuff. And we sit back and we dream and we hope, but yeah. you have to really take just at least, I always tell people, if you want to write a book, take 30 minutes out of the day. You can't tell me you don't have enough time. I don't even want to hear I don't have enough, have enough time <laughs> because a lot of us, we peruse social media for at least an hour. I'll say at least an at hour. At least, yeah. Cut that in half and use 30 minutes of that to start writing, just 30 minutes. And you'll see how passionate you become about writing this thing and all of a sudden you'll find yourself giving it an hour a day. And maybe even two hours a day. It starts mm-hmm. climaxing until you complete it. So you draw that energy that you really, really need and really, really want to manifest the things that you desire. <laughs> it's true. There's a great quote, and I often misquote it, and I don't remember who said it. Um, but it's it's about, like, if, if you're a writer, write. If you're a dancer, dance. Like, it doesn't require yeah. anything else than you do yeah. what you want to do. Um, I think we get so tripped up by making a living versus creating a life. And yes. <laughs> it's just, yes. You know, I've been a songwriter since I was eight years old. I wrote my first song, so I'm like, I that's oh, what wow. I say. I've been a songwriter for that long because that's when I wrote my first song. And yes. do I write every single day? No. Um, right. However, you know, I have I consider myself a songwriter, and it's just yes. because I've written songs. Um, and that's the thing that I think does trip us up is we need to to 
to put that in place. And, and you know, of course, you know, it's, and I love what you, I wrote it down, the thought life. I, I love that, <laughs> that term of how it, that's what really is getting in our way when we yes. start talking ourselves, well, I'm not good enough to do that. Yes. I, yes. I'm, you know, I'm not as good as that person or who am I to think that I can do this? And, and I'm sure we could both come brainstorm five million other negative thoughts that our clients come to us with, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we're we're witnessing a huge shift in society, a shift in energy overall in the world, that people are realizing I can do what people may have said that I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that may, before maybe they would have said they weren't the most attractive people are now models. We're seeing them in magazines and mm-hmm. showing up on television because they believe so strongly in themselves that they were able to draw that space for them to be a model. So it's amazing how if you just get past the I can't, I don't, I may not, those types of things, and start speaking those positive affirmations. I have the ability to create wealth. I have mm-hmm. the ability to be a life coach. And mm-hmm. being, even if you don't believe it at first, but that's why it's an affirmation. You kind of have to say it over and over again <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes. <laughs> the same reason why you have to look at a vision board over and over again. You may not believe that you can really have those things at first, but if you just consistently allow yourself to hear it and allow your brain, your brain begins to train itself to believe it. Mm-hmm. Whether you know it or not, that, that's what the, how the brain works. It begins to receive it, just like the visual picture. It sees it over and over again. Then all of a sudden you have this hunger, this desire to make it happen. And yeah. it's, the only way you can satisfy that desire is by making it happen. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And And how scary of a world would it be in if we desired something just one time and it happened? I mean, it's really? kind of like that, be careful what you wish for. Right. So. <laughs> Because I, you know, back in my my therapist days, I, you know, I, I know what goes through people's minds, and it's not all right. pretty. And um, I know yeah. what goes through my mind sometimes. And you know, we want to, we. I think that the universe tests us for a reason. Yeah. That we have to continually affirm that this is our desire and that yeah. this is our true wish. And, yeah. and you know, and I work, and it sounds like you do too, work with people who have that calling, that inner calling towards a particular life's purpose, which manifests yeah. in the work that we do. And, yeah. you know, it's it's something that I just didn't wake up when I was 25 and say, oh, I'm going to be a healer. I was yeah. freaking called into that kicking and screaming yeah. through a lot of, traumatic experiences to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, thank goodness I can laugh about it, right? I'm telling you, I understand that all so well because after a while you're like, okay, why is this stuff still happening? Yeah. I didn't cause that one. There was a time where I was very self-sabotaging. I, I didn't mess up something. But this, I didn't have anything to do with it. But yeah. I came to remain open to saying, okay, how, how does this benefit my life and others? How can right. I serve others? with this particular thing that happened to me, like with what happened to my son. Most people are like, I don't even know how you got to it. You were so know. strong. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something that you just, you know, it's not just about me. I've gotten to a point in life where I realize it's bigger than me. I'm mm-hmm. not just here to serve me and then die. <laughs> you know, that's just, I don't see life that way. I feel like we serve others and we bring each other that healing through what we've been through. 
So I wanted to do it on a more massive level than most people do. But yeah, I, yeah. I think it, it all serves a purpose. We we each have our own destiny, and it serves some greater purpose. And if you can get past yourself and get out of your own damn way, you serve a whole lot of people. You don't know how much I love that. I know, I know. And, and it's, it, we want to be egocentric, but, you know, those yes. of us who are in this space, we have to balance that Absolutely. tendency to be egocentric with it's all about me versus, you know, it's all about everyone. Right. Um, and I know I've had experiences, too, where I've been through, you know, I had a pretty traumatic experience with my son a few years ago. And oh, wow. within dealing with that trauma, I was still yeah. able to say, Something good is going to come of this, and yeah. but I mean, it didn't just start where I woke up one day and was able to do that. It took a lot of right. years of right. training right. myself to get to mm-hmm. that point and to realize mm-hmm. that even when we're going through something rough, that it, it's got to be for some good. It has to be. <laughs> I don't accept exactly. any other answer. <laughs> and it's hard to see it when you're in it. It really is difficult it is to hard. say. Yeah. Oh, this is going to work for good. Oh no, I, I, that's not the first thought. But thankfully, when that occurred in 2013, I had already been done the work. The work had already started. I had already mm-hmm. learned what it meant to have faith and to trust and to believe that good things are going to come no matter what. So it didn't rock me to my core as many of the previous traumas that had happened. So I kind of just was like, okay, just be still. What do you need to do in this moment? And I really believe in being present as well. Yeah. Let me be in this moment. Not Let me not live in what happened before, what's going to happen. Let me stay right here. What can I do in this space right here? So even while my son was in the hospital, I was like, how can I help someone else? And there were parents there whose kids were flown in and they didn't have transportation. So I would take them to the grocery store or to the gas, wherever they needed to run errands. Mm-hmm. I would take them to do those things because I didn't want to be caught up in me. And there's a balance. Like you said, you can't do too much of me, 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 but you can't do too much of others, others, others either. You have to find a nice little balance where you can take care of yourself and take care of others at the same time. It is true. And I know from personal experience, of there's there's a point that distracting yourself can be yes. a blessing. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's really yes. hard to stay in those really intense emotions for long periods of time. It's very exhausting. And so it's, it's okay. to. And that's the yes. one thing I love to talk about, too, is, you know, we have to come to a realization of when is being stuck in a holding pattern detrimental versus yes. beneficial. Like we have yes. to kind of straddle that line and understand that, you know, being distracted or avoiding things um, can yes. sometimes really help us cope for the moment. And don't, yes. like, let's not beat ourselves up about that. It's, you right. know, but if right. we stay there for, as I call it, like years instead of minutes, right. <laughs> then that's right. when it can be a problem. Absolutely. I agree. It becomes very, and I love that you call yourself the fear whisperer. Wow. The fear whisperer. I love it because that's, that's, I think that's the number one thing that causes people to get in their own way. It's the mm-hmm. scary part of everything. It's that scary part of the trauma. The scary part of stop, stepping out and do something new. The scary part of really considering something that you believed your entire life not to be true. That's mm-hmm. hard. That's very difficult at it times. Is. And so I don't beat up on people about that, but I really try to give them a new way of viewing their life. Let's, let's create a new story. Let's not tell that same yeah. story over and over again anymore. Let's create a new story. What is it that you want for your future? Because what happened, happened. It hurt. It's real. Okay. Let's heal and let's move on. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a real trick. <laughs> yes, it's, it's definitely the hardest thing. So when people break, it's the, as a coach, when you see that moment where people are like, oh, my God, okay, yeah. I get it. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And then you see them be able to do their assignments so easily and everything just falls in place. It's beautiful. Right. It's that, that breakdown to breakthrough. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's a wonderful moment when we see that. So yes, oh my gosh, I, I if, if you can believe it, we are almost out of time. I know it goes oh my so fast all the time. I say that yeah. every week. I'm sure my audience is like, you say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> but it but, goes by. It does. It goes so fast. And, and before we wrap up, Sharond, I want to make sure that people have an opportunity to reach out to you if they feel called to learn more about. You and your work. Yes. Well, you can go to our website, and that's www.unlimitedloveandlife.com. And there you can find links to all of our social media pages, from Twitter to Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. Come find me on Facebook as well. You can go to Facebook and type in Vision Warriors, because I consider people who fight for their vision to be a vision warrior. So go to the Vision Warriors page and follow us there, and you can find out about the empowerment calls and things like that. And I also have a book coming out on Mother's Day. It's my third book in the series, Unlimited Love and Life, The Chronicles, and it's about life coaching. But it's a fictional book, and it's very sexy and fun. And this one is called Living Half Full. So go and check me out. And Yes. Go and check <laughs> everything nice. out, and you'll find out more about us there. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much. And I know you've shared so many things, because I've written a ton of notes during our conversation. <laughs> but yes. if you have, like, one tip that is just on the tip of your tongue, like, that you want to share about how to get out of your own damn way, what would that be? My one tip would be to believe fully in yourself to trust that you have the power within you to have whatever it is you desire. Not what someone else desires, not what they have for their life, but what is it that you desire? Because whatever you desire, I believe you are born equipped to make that desire come to fruition. Believe in yourself. Perfect. I think that's about sums it up right there, huh? Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you, Sharonda, for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes where I'll be interviewing powerful people who have learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. Are you a master at getting in your own damn way in life or in business? Let Creelan Peters, host of the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, show you how to tame your fear and embrace your greatness. Take her free quiz at creelan.com slash quiz. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash quiz. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.